0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Hope and Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn and I'm coming to you from beautiful Rosemary Beach, Florida. Well, Welcome. My name is Mindy Lawhorn. I started Hope and Struggle years ago just to share with others what God has done in my life through quite a few struggles. Um, As of now, I am almost a three-year widow. My beautiful husband uh, eventually died of cancer in 2019, actually December of 2019. I'm recording this today, uh, Thanksgiving-ish time frame of 2022. It's hard to believe it's been three years, but then again, it's so easy to believe it's been three years. It's interesting how some things seem to move so quickly and some things seem to move so, so slowly. But why am I in Rosemary Beach? Let me uh, let you know. Years ago, Lee and I started taking trips for Thanksgiving, and basically because our kids were off for a week. And sometimes we would travel to his mother's, which was in uh, Summerfield, North Carolina, which is kind of outside Greensboro. If you know anything about North Carolina, it's beautiful there. And then my I'm the last of five kids, and so kind of my sister's uh and, and brother would all kind of be with their you know respective families and and their uh you know so it kind of changed a little bit and plus lee and i found out we loved we absolutely loved going on a trip in thanksgiving we went to atlantis a few times we went uh to multiple places and it was just such a joy and such good family time we kind of kept it up well after he passed, I didn't really know what to do, didn't really know what was going on, but I have some of the most special and unique neighbors. I live in, uh, I believe, the community that we were planted in. We live in this very small, um, I guess it's a subdivision technically, but it's in the country. We're surrounded by a working ranch and a horse training farm. And I'm like, you would never just accidentally, you know, be there. You would want, if you were going there, it's because it was on purpose. You know, you wouldn't just like, oh, I drove by. Um, And I actually like that it's so far out kind of, but I also love the people that we live near. Now, I I tell you all that because we're on a trip Thanksgiving with one of our neighbors. We've actually done three years worth of Thanksgiving trips with them. They have a son and a daughter. They're right on either side of Garrett's age. We're very close with them. They're some of the funniest people ever. Like the mom, which is one of my dear friends, her name is Ying. She's Thai. She grew up in Thailand until she was 12 or 13, then moved to this little small town in Oklahoma. You know, talk about culture shock, but she's one of the funniest people. Um, I always tag her, but she recently went to Thailand. She did a live video on everything, opening all this crazy fruit, doing all these kinds. Con- I mean, it sounds weird, but she needs her own show. She's the funniest flipping thing. And half the time she says stuff wrong, but then again, she's so brilliant. She's an engineer. She works for Alcon, but I kind of think she knows that she says stuff wrong because it's just so dang funny. I actually have a complete list on my phone called Yinglish. Her name is Ying. She has her own way of saying things. And so we have a Yinglish list and they're just a joy. They're sweet. They're kind of funny. And what I like about them is they're yes people. I'll say, Hey, y'all want to do this? And they say, yes. I mean, it's like the easiest thing ever. So we, this is our third trip we're taking together. We went to beautiful LBJ Lake. If you know anything about Texas and the Austin area, we rented a ridiculous house for a little bit of nothing. Cause I think it's off season, you know, and Lake LBJ and then um, this year we went to Rosemary beach. Last year we went to Mexico. They're just fun, easygoing, kind people. They, they know my situation they love Garrett. They love me. They love Andrew. Um, they loved Lee. And we've lived next to them for 10 years. That being said, that's why I'm coming to you this morning. And and by the way, I wanted to record this outside because it's gorgeous and beautiful. And oh my gosh. I mean, but it's literally 49 degrees here. And I was dying. I was dying. Like I want to get kind a of blanket. You know, I have like a little puffer jacket on with my workout clothes underneath. Didn't even touch it. I was freezing. So I'm in my upstairs room. That has the most gorgeous balcony. There's something about this place. I don't know if you're familiar with the Destin watercolor seaside Rosemary Beach. I'm sure that I'm sure Grace and Beach. I'm sure I'm you know forgetting that, but it's really something else. It's it's a really unique, beautiful, beautiful place, um, and that's where we've chosen to spend Thanksgiving. So, all that being said. I was talking with my my friend, Chalene, who, you know, has had so much go on in her life recently. And I was telling her, you know, I don't really know what to talk about, about my podcast. I don't want to be just the grief girl, you know, and the widow girl. I want to talk about the things I love, the things, you know, that are impactful to me right now in my life. And she's like, Mindy, podcasts have changed. It's not just about here are your five steps to, you know, better fitness or better life or how you can save money, you know, on your Christmas decoration. It is about... I think we fall in love and, and fall in like with people um, and we love hearing about their lives. And so this next part, I want you to know that God has prompted my heart to share this with you. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. The struggles where I see God, where I can allow um, myself to be vulnerable and kind of transparent, which by the way, I can't be fake. I've tried. I mean, the only thing I'm fake I've said it before, is my lashes and the length of my nails and, you know things of that nature. But I just don't think we grow and we, and we connect unless it's a real, you know, kind of a real thing. I mean, we can try to be fake all we want. It eventually doesn't work. So I say all that because that's what I'm going to continue to do. Share what God has got me going through in my life. And I just pray and hope it will somehow encourage you. It will somehow bless you. But it will somehow draw you to the feet of Jesus. And that being said, today I want to talk about are adult children. And so I I don't know where you are, obviously. I don't know if you have children, if you how old your children are, but I am now, you know, a widowed single mom dealing um, with, you know, having a first time 20, almost 21 year old son. And he's amazing. He's so funny. He's hysterical. He's hundred percent who he is. He's always just been who he is. So is Garrett. I mean, like they're not the type of kids. And, and I praise God for this, that get really pushed around by others, you know, they don't really do things because others will think something. And, and I love that about them, you know, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, Hey, you know, we need to kind of do some things, you know, and, uh, they are just uniquely their own people, but going into this time in, of parenting with a college student that, you know, is just trying to figure himself out. Um, it's hard and it's hard to do it alone. Like I'll be honest, I'm real tired of my own voice. I'm real tired of me being the only, you know, driving force in our house other than Jesus. You know, but if Jesus, if I have a live conversation with Jesus, like we're actually, he, you know, we all heard his voice, it would be fabulous. And I know we go to him, you know, through his word and through our, through prayer. But I would never ever want to, uh, you know, embarrass my son or, or tell anything that's it's too private. So I won't, but what I will share with you is some generalities and a book that I love. So I think we all have different, um, experiences with our adult children. I think some children go right to work. I think some children know exactly what they want to do, who they want to be, what they want to go to school for. Maybe they don't want to go to school. Maybe they want to get a trade, you know, um, training, a certification a degree. I, I, I don't know. Everyone's a little bit different here's where I'm coming from on this. And then I'm going to share this book that I'm reading uh, right now. And, I'm, and then I'm going to read from it just a little bit because it is so absolutely remarkable. And I highly, highly suggest it. No matter what your adult child is going through it. And, and, and in my opinion, if they're 18, they're an adult. No, no, they may not act like it. No, they may be girls in women's bodies or boys in men's bodies. But I believe as parents, it is our job. It is our duty and our um, gift to be able to intercede and pray for our children. I will pray for my children until I'm gone, regardless of how old they are, regardless if they're married with kids and, and, and seem like everything's you know going right. I will always pray for my children um, because, you, number one, you know, we'll never stop loving our kids. We'll always feel for them. We'll always want things for them. And plus, we're always going to be however many years ahead of them. And- not to say, you know, we're so much smarter because I do hope that my children surpass me for sure in every aspect. But we see things as parents. We see things that hurt our hearts. We see things that hurt our hearts for them. We see, uh, I think, things maybe that they're going towards that we pray God will, you know, intercede and just they'll bypass certain hardships. But sometimes I believe it is God's will for them to go through hardships And to watch that, you know what I mean, to have a front row seat to that is very difficult. We want to fix it. We want to keep them from it. But listen to me, sisters and brothers, we have to go through stuff in order to grow. It's one thing to tell your child, you know, the plate's hot. It's another thing for them to feel the heat with their own hands. And we don't want our children to get burned. But that sometimes is God's will for them so that they can have a first They can have firsthand knowledge of what doing that, you know, produces. So speaking as from a mother from this point, you know, of course, I want my children to succeed. Of course, I want them to do amazing, crazy good things. I personally want them to be entrepreneurs, but I want them to go to college. I want them to become men in that time. I want them to grow and become men on my dollar. And, and, and I say that because we have saved for them and I believe college is very important. Do I think college is for everyone? No, I don't. And saying that makes my, my stomach sick a little bit because I want my children to go to college. And here's why. It's not so much because I think college is the only way. It's not so much because I think if you go to college, your life will be set. I am much more for the growth that happens during those years of college than than the actual degree. Yes, a degree will help you, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's not so much the college they go to, the degree they get. It's the man or woman they become in college. In college, you figure out kind of who you are. At least I did. I figured out what I could do and what I couldn't do, what I could get away with and what I couldn't, you know. It, it, It taught me so many things about myself. It taught me where I was lazy and where I was uh, focusing too much effort. It, it taught me, oh, I, I can't stay up late every night. I can't go out every night. Um, I do need to work out. I can't eat nasty fast foods. You know what I mean? It's like, I've got to pray every day because that's when I feel myself falling away. You know, that's when I feel myself um, just, you know, with with that kind of irritation in my spirit where God's pressing on my heart going, okay, you're doing too much of X, Y, Z. You're not enough of me and things of that nature. And so that is my hope, for, of course, for my adult children is that they will almost use that time frame, while I can still help them and I can still kind of help guide them. And I can, of course, be there kind of as backup for them to grow and mature. Will that happen for everyone? I don't know. But that's just my personal opinion. And please note, God has a plan for all of us and it doesn't have to look like this cookie cutter thing or this cookie cutter way, but you know, I I want them to go to college. I want them to have fun. I want them to get a little, a little bit of trouble. And I know that you may be like, are you insane? Yeah, I might be, but I, I mean, I got in a little bit of trouble and I learned I couldn't do that anymore. And I had so much fun. It's so much fun, but it grew me into that next phase of adulthood. And I needed that. I think my kids need that. I think our kids need that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that college is the only way that happens. All right, so let me get off the whole college thing, but um, that's kind of where we are in life. And so I'm sharing that with you. But I mean, I can see as I went through hardships, you know, I can see my son kind of, you know, wavering and trying to figure himself out. And as we do, and I just thought, God, I, I just want, what can I do that's the most impactful thing for my son? And it's not me hiding things from him. It's not me saving him from all of his you know, maybe missteps. It's not me. It's me doing my best to guide him. And what is the, one of the most powerful things we can do? It is pray. It's to intercede for our children. It's to let them mess up. It's to help guide them when they're ready. But there are many times he doesn't want to listen to me and that's okay. He's going to have to make his own decisions. Some things he listens very intently. Other things he's just like, Oh my gosh, that's mom, you know, talking or talking in. Um, I refuse to be a naggy mother, oh, listen, side note, I refuse to be a naggy mom, and I think we all parent either because we loved how we were parented in some aspects or we absolutely hated it. I want to be who God wants me to be for these children, and I think that that comes with me first seeking Jesus and me first for setting into that, okay, God, what do you want me to do? How can I be the mother that this child needs? And I do think that comes with letting them mess up a little bit and letting them find themselves in some hard spots. I'm happy to help, but I don't want to come in and save them all the time. How are they going to learn? How are they going to grow? And I mean, I don't want my child, you know, living in my basement forever. And, and please forgive me if your child lives in your basement. You do what you want to do with your children. By the way, I don't have a basement. I live in Texas. Those are like almost unheard of. But I, I want them, him to grow into who he's supposed to be, regardless if, I, if it's my plan for him or not. I want it to be God's plan. All right. All that being said, I want to do whatever it takes. And Stormy O'Martin Martin is one of my most favorite writers. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of her, but her story's fabulous. One of my favorite books that she wrote was, um, it's called Prayer Warrior, and it's about the power of prayer. Even if you're not sure what you believe, or even if you're like, I didn't grow up praying out loud, or I don't really know how to pray. Okay. It doesn't matter. Just start. Just talk you know, that's kind of how it begins. But her book, Prayer Warrior, is, you know, tattered for me. It's beat up. It's almost like a dog chewed on it. You know what I mean? It's all ripped up. And I've prayed over that book so many times using her direction and her guidance through God's scripture, by the way. And it's almost like she can put together my prayers in words that like sometimes my heart can't even develop because I'm in pain or I'm in so much sadness, especially with Lee's death and trying to be this mother that my parents, that my kids don't see crying all the time. I don't want my to be that parent that lost themselves when their spouse died because I can't lose myself because myself is deeply rooted in Jesus, not in my husband, although I miss him desperately. So she has books such as The Power of a Praying Wife, The Power of a Praying Husband, um, How to Pray for Your Adult Children, which is the book I'm sharing with you today. The the technical title of this book is The Power of Praying for Your Adult Child, Stormy O. Martin. By the way, you can follow her on Instagram. No, she's not, you know, this fabulous Instagram account, but everything she posts, you guys, will be right in line with God's word. And sometimes we just need to see that if we're scrolling, let's get rid of all the other stuff we see and just go, God's word, God's truth. That stuff, it lightens our heart. It, It focuses our mind and it helps us get rid of the things that don't matter. Let me share with you something from page 44, which, by the way, every single page I have underlined, I have, I've hearted it, I've dog-eared the, the, the corners. This particular chapter is how to develop a heart for God, his word, and his ways. And it's all about praying that our child will do these things. Pray that... Our children desire to know God. A desire in any person's heart to know God will be the thing that saves their life. That's because anyone who truly wants to know God is going to eventually be led to the feet of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, we will wander around trying to find ourselves in a world and we'll never really succeed. We'll always feel that something's missing because we will not have a solid connection to God and His power is what we need in order to survive. And obviously it's for eternal future and our eternal good. We all need to be saved. That's our way to becoming new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, new things have become new or all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.15 There's no adult child so good that they don't need to be saved. There's no child that is so bad that they cannot be saved. The Bible says that God did not even forsake the Israelites. Through their land, He, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel, Jeremiah 5, 51, 5, and yet he still saved them. If God did not forsake his people after all the terrible things they did. And by the way, if you're not sure what they did, they turned away from God. They were worshiping false idols. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot worse than, you know, denouncing God and worshiping false idols, but yet he still saved those people. He's not going to forsake our children, regardless of what they've done. And, And between you and me, regardless of what we've done, interceding for our children, which is just simplified, it is standing in the gap for them. It's praying for them. Even if they're married, even if you think they've got it going on, even if you are not worried about their hearts, about their future, I believe it is our job, our duty to pray for our children. If your heart is hurting right now listening to this because your child's struggling, maybe they're struggling with alcohol, with drugs, with a potential divorce, with sadness, with grief, with depression, I believe wholeheartedly the most powerful thing you can do as a parent is to get on your knees right now and pray for your child. I think you should buy this book. And by the way, no, I get nothing back from Stormy O'Martin Martin than her beautiful words and her devoted heart to Christ, which by the way, she did not become a Christian until she was an adult. She has a pretty remarkable story about finding him and figuring out that he was real. But I think there's nothing stronger, nothing more impactful, nothing you could do that will matter more, that will mean more, and that will eventually have more power than to pray for our children. They don't need to know we're praying for them. They don't need to know what mom does or dad does behind the scenes. But I think there's nothing better than for us to do this for our children. I believe that this is true love. True love was modeled for us by Jesus Christ and true love is sacrifice. And sometimes we have to sacrifice being our children's friends. Sometimes we have to sacrifice taking care of them and and, and giving them money all the time and and, and coming in and saving them because what do you want most for your child? You want them to become a well-rounded, responsible, I believe God-fearing, God-loving adult that has a fiery passion for something That will glorify God and be for good of others. That is my prayer for both of my children. But that is my prayer for my oldest son, for sure, that he will find a fiery passion in his heart and in his belly that's something he will strive for and search for, but that he will seek God the entire time. Let me pray for us. Oh Jesus, God, I love you so much. Lord, I love you. Thank you that we can come to you so many miles away and even possibly months and years after this, Lord God. Your word, though, is timeless. Lord, I'm seeking you, praising you, because I know that you are good. I know that you are the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. you creator of this world. You are the creator of us. And you said we can come to you whenever we want, whenever we can. And it says when two or more are gathered together in your word, Lord Jesus, that you will be there. I come to you praising your holy name because you're worthy of praise. Lord, I don't want to come to you just like giving you my list of wants, like some sort of mystical Santa. You're not. Lord, but you tell us that when we seek your word and seek your character, that you will change our hearts, that you will draw our hearts closer to you, Lord God, and that you will give us the desires of our hearts. Lord, and my desire is that my children will be locked into you, that no matter what goes on with them, Lord God, that they will always come back to you, that they will always seek you, and they will will pay attention and be hypersensitive to that nudging on their heart, which is the Holy Spirit drawing them back which is the Holy Spirit keeping them from doing things that would draw them far, too far off the course, Lord, as you do me every day. Please forgive me of my sins, Lord God, as I come to you and I drop, I drop, I lift, I praise, I, I, I just set our adult children at your feet. Lord God, adulting's hard. It's hard as a 50-year-old, and it is super hard as a young adult, not 100% knowing who you are, not a 100% confident on on how to do certain things in life, Lord God, but that's the beauty of being a Christian. That's the beauty of knowing that you're in our heart, Lord God. You said you'll never leave us or forsake us and that we can come to you at any time, at any place and at any juncture of our life, Lord God. You don't move, we do. So we can always come right back to you regardless of what we have been doing, regardless of when we do things we know we shouldn't and when we don't do the things we know we should Thank you, God, that you are so gracious. Thank you that you offer grace. I never want to abuse your grace, God, ever, but thank you for not giving me what I deserve. Lord, I praise you for this time with our sweet neighbors. And I lift up Stormy Martin. God, what a, what a warrior you have made in her. Thank you that she does not care what the world says and that she's more worried about what it is that you say and that you want her to do, Lord God, than what any force in this world says. Lord, I love you. I lift up my sons to you, lift up Andrew to you, and I lift up everyone here that has an adult adult child, regardless of their age. I pray that they will have a direct line to you, that you will always pull them back to you, sweet Jesus, and that you will help guide them, help them be the people that you've designed them to be, Lord God. And even if it's something that we as parents don't like, (laughs) we don't understand, their direction, Lord God, with what it is they think they should do in life or the things they might have a knack for that we just don't understand. Lord, I remember so clearly having the discussion with my father about how I told him I wanted to go into fitness. And I felt it had such, you know, a, a future and that he looked me dead in my eye and told me there will never be a future and there will never be money in fitness. And I remember that was the first time in my heart of hearts I knew that my dad was not right, he, that that wasn't right for my future. But, Lord, with our children, let us remember that, is that if they want to do things maybe in, you know, the technical realm, like on computers and—God, that makes me sound so old—but like with like maybe gaming, with maybe developing, maybe things that we don't understand because we're not in that world, Let us let our hearts be open enough to think, wait a minute, our parents— would have thought we were crazy back in the day if they knew what we were gonna end up doing for our you know, our living. My dad would have never understood Instagram. He would have never understood social media. He would have never understood it. So, so let us have an open mind and open heart if our children are going in a direction with what it is they wanna do that we don't understand. Lord, maybe they're in a realm that we just don't know. It's gonna develop 10 years from now. Let us love our children and be open enough to just pray for them and support them, Lord God. Help them turn back when they need, but do everything, Lord God, for your glory, your good and for the good of others. Lord, I love you. It's in your precious name I pray. Amen.